This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And we're all about accountability on the Taz and Jim Show. We need to uh, make an apology here, Jim. Uh Uh-oh. Yesterday on the program, we were talking about the boss, Bruce Springsteen, how he's been charged with a DUI. We didn't just tell you the story. We played this parody song. And we learned today that Bruce Springsteen is now facing a drunk driving charge in New Jersey. The National Park Service confirming he was arrested in Sandy Hook in November. He was cited for alleged DWI reckless driving. Authorities say he was cooperative during his arrest. TMZ now reporting he has a court date in a few weeks. How do you think that would go over if a cop pulled you over and asked you to blow into the machine and you just <laughs> said, never take a breath of lies. In that voice? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're like, coming a- down to the station. <laughs> That's enough proof that I need. Uh, well, the, the story continues. New York Post had an article uh, that they published yesterday that this is what happened. Bruce was cruising around on his motorcycle. Some fans recognized him, got him to pull over, and being the coolest dude that he is, he pulls over to take pictures with the fans, sign autographs, whatever, and they said, hey, you want to do a shot of tequila, Bruce Springsteen? And he's like, all right, let's do it. And he does a couple shots of Patron. Well, uh, a police officer saw this happen, and then pulled Springsteen over afterwards, his blood alcohol was 0.02, which is well under the legal limit of 0.08. Springsteen did refuse to take the breathalyzer. They had to take him to the station and do the blood work, but he was well under the legal limit. He said he just had two shots of tequila, but he was charged with DWI, reckless driving, and consuming alcohol in a closed area. He does have a, a court hearing coming up later this month, but... Hmm. And that is the official story. That's the story that's published in the New York Post. Huh. That he just pulled over to have a couple shots with some fans. Now, first he, off, that's a terrible idea, I'm just going to say. What, have some, drink some tequila with I, fans? First off, the boss, I'm surprised, a guy that famous is just going to pull over and, and drink whatever somebody randomly hands him. Kind of cool. He is, he's the working man superstar, I, I know. Buddy. Yeah, Jim, you, you wanted to get my thoughts on this. The uh, March break for kids has been moved. So school is not going to take a week off in March. They were talking about the possibility of canceling March break, but instead they've decided to move it to April. So March break is now the week of April 12th, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of news like for the last week about this. It's been a huge deal for whatever reason. I keep listening to it on the radio, stories about it. I keep reading articles about it. And there's a trend I keep seeing. And I want to know if you're picking up on this too, Taz. As a father with a child in school, here's one quote here uh, from Global News. This is one of their articles. Uh, The province's largest teachers union... Uh, had all asked for the March break to go ahead as planned, saying families, students, and teachers needed it to recharge. Another quote here from a different article. Students and teachers are resilient. They're doing the best they can, but the break would allow them to recharge before they continue learning for the remainder of the year. Is it just me, or are the teachers the only ones that need to recharge? (laughs) Is this at all about the parents, at all about the students? Those are quotes from the teachers' union. Yes. Listen, teachers' union, speak for the teachers, don't speak for me. <laughs> there is nothing I want less right now than my kid at home for another week. Yeah, I, I get it. You know, n- very few industries have had to change and adapt as much as the teachers have during all of this. Sure they have. But they still have. Lots of, uh, every, sure, may, maybe, it's, it's debatable. Everyone's feeling run down. Everyone's had to make changes, has had to adapt. If you're an essential service, you've had to uh, get out there on the front lines. And I, I've talked about the respect that I, the increased respect that I have for my son's teachers, watching them uh, try to control the class with e-learning and stuff like that. You know, nothing. I've got some some great friends. Two of my sisters are teachers. It's not all the teachers. It's the union. You don't lump the students and the parents in there. You're you're working for the teachers. Yeah. The teachers want their week off and call it what it is. It's it's what is it? Do the kids is their mental health suffering and they need to see their friends and go and run my around son, at school? Or? My son is just getting back into it. Yeah. He's loving going to school every day, seeing his friends, being active, socializing. I would be more than fine with plowing right through until the summertime and not taking a week off yeah, as a parent. It, it kind of reminds me of, you know, those winters where there's so many snow days and the kids spend so much time at home and they still take March break. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, let's... Well, let's... they need time to recharge from all those <laughs> snow days, Jim. And you just know damn well that if all the kids come home, the break is going to be extended for two weeks because there'll be a COVID scare. And, you know, if you really do need to recharge, you have two to three months in the summer to get a full recharge. You can recharge a Tesla in that time. Yeah, but the the teachers, I'm sure you, you bring up the summertime. I'm sure because the teachers only care about the kids, right? We know that because that's the messaging we've we've heard over and over again. They They're doing it for the kids. They only care about the kids. So I'm sure when it comes time uh, to debate whether or not to push the start of summer break into mid-July or Ooh. possibly the start of August, the teachers will be all for it. Knowing that there's been so much missed time in this year, you haven't been able to get to all the curriculum for the students, and it's all about the kids. So you want to make sure that the kids have learned everything they need to learn before you kick your feet up and head to the beach. Taz, you can't recharge with just one month, okay? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Or also, by the way, speaking of time off, Easter's coming up. It's April 4th. That's a four-day weekend. Right. That's a pretty solid recharge. Plus, you still have vacation days. I'm some, you know, they still have an allotted amount of vacation. It's probably pretty healthy. Sick if, days. if you're that burnt out, you you can take sick time for sure. Why wouldn't? Isn't it funny that they didn't want it the the week of Easter? 
You know, they yeah. could have just uh, continued the long weekend. You're already off on the Monday. Why mm. don't you just roll it right through, take four extra days off, and there's your March break. But no, they want to go back for four days and then take another week in, in April off. No, no, the union said families, which, students, which and teachers need to recharge. My sisters tell me all the time, hey, you could have been a teacher. You knew the deal. You knew the summer's off. You knew the Christmas off. They got an extra week, at least at Christmas time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why weren't they recharging then? I could have been a teacher. I get it. Why not take advantage of this situation if you can and get as much time off as possible? But be honest about it and don't say it's for the parents. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, maybe I'm wrong. Parents, let me know. We can't take our kids to Disney World. We're just going to be stuck at home with those screaming, yelling little <laughs> bundles of joy. Bundles of joy for another week. March break is being pushed back to April. April the 12th. The, that week is going to be March break. Uh, some time off for students and teachers. And Jim, this quote from the teachers union caught your attention yesterday in a global news story. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mm-hmm. The province's largest teachers union, the association representing public school boards, had all asked for March break to go ahead as planned, saying families, students, and teachers needed it. Students and teachers are resilient. They're doing the best they can, but the break would allow them to recharge before they continue learning for the remainder of the year. So it's, uh, we still need a March break for teachers and for parents and students. Uh, getting some reaction here on text. Taz and Jim, I don't think the kids should have March break because they've been off two weeks before Christmas and they just went back. Keep them in school. Seven exclamation points. Mm, that's Maybe this guy needs some grammar school. One is acceptable. They haven't seen their friends since March of last year. Learning online is a struggle for everyone involved. Keep them in school. Uh, not all parents have the ability to take a week off of work. Keep them in school. This is definitely not for the parents. It's not for the students. It's the union, the teachers. Uh, I'm sure a few of them would love to continue teaching, uh, but I'm sure a lot, lot more would like the time off. Here's one. It says, Jim, I'm a teacher, and I wish they'd just push March break to the end of the year. It's been an awful school year. Let's just get it over with. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, why the going forth or like the going in, coming back, going in, stop. Yeah. Another text message. Hey, guys, you could pay the teachers to stay at home for a full year and get full pay and they'd still find something to complain about. Life's tough. Buy a helmet. All right. Taz and Jim, hello. I'm, a, I'm an essential service. I'm in pest control. So I have to constantly be, a, I'm a constantly working nonstop. Um, and having like my oldest son in school has been great for him because now he's getting that interaction that he needs. Right. And and to push back the the um, the um, the week off for the March break, I think it's a great idea because it it 
he's just getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, but but you still want a March break to happen. You just you're cool with it moving forward. Well, I I, I wouldn't care if there was or wasn't. Um, yeah. it, it's there's already been so much missed time and so much uh, developmental skills that have been lost because of the time uh, that kids have been at home with COVID. Um, the, the, the social structure is not the same when you're doing it over a computer as it is when you're in person. Mm-hmm. And when they're junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten, one, two, this is a lot of developmental ages right there. And there's a lot of skills that they need to pick up. And they're not picking those up because they're constantly being thrown back at home. Yeah. My so, son, my son is in junior kindergarten. He's a different kid now that he's going to school every day. He's way happier. He's burning energy. He's excited to learn and be with his friends. I'd be fine not having a March break at all. I, I'm, I, I'm in, I mean, either or. Because <laughs> if, if you have, if I get a March break, then uh, my, my, my son might. My son uh, can come and kill raccoons with me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, no, I can't take my son, so i got to find a daycare for him. And if he's in school, then he's, he's getting those skills he needs. And it's, it's kind of a yeah. catch-22. But uh, I, 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 I think that pushing it back is perfectly fine. Get him used to being in, in school again instead of just sending him off to having a week off after being in, in the classroom for like a, like a month. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? Hi, this is Sarah. Sarah, what's going on? Hi, um, I'm just calling about the March break debacle. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that although I do love it for teachers because I think they deserve it for sure, I hate it as a parent because that means I'm forced to take it if they're in school. I don't have daycare or anywhere else. To- yeah. I, 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 teachers, they do good work. They do. And the reason everyone else gets upset is because everyone else does good work, too. Everyone else is burnt out. They don't have the luxury of taking a week off and then getting the entire summer off. So there's a jealousy factor for sure. For sure. They do get the summer, though. I'm going to add that in just for argument's sake. But I know that they also do work. I believe, throughout the summer, too, to yeah. come to the classes in the fall, so maybe really. I'm missing it. But All I'm you know. saying is be honest. Don't yeah. Teachers' union should not be saying this is for the parents and the parents right. want this. For sure. When they're not representing the parents, they're representing the teachers. Absolutely. I agree with you. Let's head into the weekend with some good news here, Jim. The, uh, the lady who put Gorilla Glue in her hair and then posted about it on TikTok... She has undergone the plastic surgery procedure, and the Gorilla Glue has been removed from her hair. It was a success. She's feeling good. She can run her fingers through her hair again. Plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills performed the surgery for free. Hours and hours, she was on the table getting the Gorilla Glue. I'm surprised it's a plastic surgeon who did it, not like a chemist. Mm Mm-hmm. Did he take a scalpel and cut it out? Like, what? A- I, I don't really like watching this kind of stuff, even though <laughs> they're not cutting into her. It looks like they've got a lot of instruments, little scissors and knives. TMZ has the full video if you want to actually watch the procedure happen. But it looks like they're spraying stuff on her hair, some sort of uh, solution to loosen up the glue, and then they're, they're trimming and, and shaving the... Uh, the glue off of her head. Now, you know the internet these days. 
uh, big contingent of fake news people. Everything's fake news. Sure. That's not real. Gorilla Glue isn't that sticky. Well, meet Len Martin. He lives in Louisiana, and he heard about the Gorilla Glue uh, hair girl and wanted to prove to everybody that it's fake news. Oh, boy. Yeah. Watch this. I'm going to put Gorilla Glue on a red Solo cup, and I'm going to stick it to my lips, and I'll show you how (laughs) easy it is to get the cup off. Didn't work out well for him. Why would you pick the most sensitive part of your body? Uh, Well, one of the most. (laughs) Here is, uh, this is the saga of Len Gorilla gluing a red solo cup to his face. I'm gonna show y'all, so I'm gonna got some gorilla glue right here. I'm gonna take it, put it on this cup, put it in my mouth. Then I'm gonna be licking and get it off. It's easy. Gorilla glue, garbage. Then I'm gonna put it on my mouth. I trimmed the cup with some gorilla glue and placed it in my mouth for a few minutes, in which I thought that I could lick it off, but that didn't work though. Basically, I had my pressure was up. I mean, I was going through a lot of distress also. Basically, I'm washing and peeling, you know, to get it off from there. From my upper skin on my lip, you know. He was uh, he was rushed to the emergency room, and doctors are saying part of his lip might have to be removed if it doesn't heal right after they got the the cup off. Was this guy truly trying to prove that it didn't work and Gorilla Glue was all a big, you know, hoax? Or was he just trying to get a GoFundMe going? He didn't respect the Gorilla Glue. He didn't (laughs) respect it. I think he saw that, like, if you do stupid things, sometimes you can get fifty grand in GoFundMe money. Maybe. Uh, like, just why Why would you, how would you even win in that situation? Who cares? Yeah. Respect the Gorilla Glue. I got to tell you, Valentine's Day is coming up on Sunday. I can't say this clearly enough. If you run out of KY on Valentine's <laughs> Day, do not use Gorilla Glue. Here's Rush, Tom Sawyer from Moving Pictures, which came out this day, February 12th, 40 years ago in 1981. Killer jams on the album. Not just Tom Sawyer, Red Barchetta. You had, uh, oh, this is a this is a great one here, Jimmy. Limelight, love it. I love the uh, fact that the city of St. Catharines is uh, putting up a statue of Neil Peart in Lakeside Park near where he drew, he grew up, and they've put a call out to artists to come up with submissions for possible uh, statue sculptures hmm. to honor the late drummer. That's cool. I hope the statue involves a full drum kit. Well, I'm looking at one here, like a perspective... Uh, um, it's a it's a realistic looking statue, and yeah, he's got the sticks in his hand. He's got the cymbals, the drums in front of him. It looks really cool. We'll have to make a trip to St. Catharines to check it out when it's finally installed. Now, speaking of Rush, 
I guess the guys in Greta Van Fleet got tired of being compared to Led Zeppelin. Have you heard their new song? Oh, no, no. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Tell me if this sounds a little bit like some other band we may have just been talking about. It, but I, I'm picking up some Getty vibes, no? Yeah, the vocals for sure. I, the instrument still, you know, sounds like late Led Zeppelin, but the voice for sure, the moment you mention it, yeah, I think he's kind of sounded like Getty Lee this whole time, and we just thought he sounded like Robert Plant because the instruments were much more Led Zeppelin-y than the rest of the song. I've heard this song and I'm already digging it. Yeah, it's called Heat Above. New Greta Van Fleet. I wonder who they're going to sound like next. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to Brad Norris from the Hamilton Professional Firefighters Association. Good morning, Brad. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. No problem. We're, uh, we're excited. I'm excited about this because I'm a big beat guy. Love beats. <laughs> That makes it easier, that's for sure. <laughs> Nothing beats a beat. <laughs> Everyone's been forced to get creative with fundraising over the past uh, 12 months because of COVID. A lot of events that were supposed to happen haven't happened. And I know the Hamilton Professional Firefighters Association, you guys are always out there. You, you were uh, going to do a big hockey tournament over the past year that you had to cancel, right? We were. You know, we've been able to host one since 2015, and every year the funds go to the Food for Kids Hamilton. We've been able to raise almost $100,000 for for Food for Kids through that tournament, but uh, there's no hockey happening. So we had, You're right. We had to become a little creative. I like this idea. Hashtag eat a beat. Tell us how it works. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory, but all we're, all we're looking for people to do is take a, a picture or a video eating a beat. It can be raw, cooked, uh, pickled, canned. It doesn't matter. Post that video uh, or picture on social media. Connect with us. Connect with Food for Kids. Um, make a donation if you can. Uh, $25 would be appreciated to Food for Kids and challenge somebody else. That's it. Well, my wife, uh, my wife's Ukrainian, and beet, I think, is two of the food groups in Ukraine. So we have beets at home all the time, and I got my wife to uh, boil us uh, some massive beets Jim, I just brought you your beet over there. Massive. This is the biggest beet. I don't really know how big beets are supposed to be, but they're always sliced up when I eat them. <laughs> and this thing Yeah, they're pretty huge. pretty large. They can get pretty big. So we've both got our beets here. You ready to take a picture, yeah. Jim, and eat your beet? You're not wearing a white shirt. That's one thing I would caution people against. If you're going to do hashtag eat a beet for Food for Kids Hamilton, maybe uh, wear a dark-colored shirt. Yeah. Also, another tip, you want to remember the next day that you ate a beat. Otherwise, you may be on the phone to the doctor <laughs> after after you have a BM, right? <laughs> it can change the color of some things on the on the back end. Truly a miracle vegetable. It is. It's very healthy for you. Now, Brad, are you eating a beet with us or are we just is this have you had your beets already? I, I, I've got to be honest. I've had my fill of beets, uh, and 
I'm, I'm probably going to have to have a few more, but I'm going to let you you both take the take the lead on this one this morning. Okay, Jim. Eat it up. You ready? Yep. One, two, three. Mmm. Mmm. It's all beat. Now, Taz, when you handed it to me, it was cold. I I popped mine in the microwave. Did you? Did you really? Yeah. No, I'm eating a cold beet. And it's good. It's a lot of beet, though. Usually beet's mixed in with the salad, and it just adds a little a little something special. But when you go full beet... <laughs> you don't go back. It's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> there's maybe there's different colored beets, too. Do you want people to use for, for hashtag eat a beet specifically the purple beets, or could you get like a, a lighter colored beet, Brad? I, I think they can be as creative as they want to. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, wh- whatever, whatever, whatever gets the word out there, we, we appreciate. Tell us about Food for Kids Hamilton. They do some great work. They really do. They, uh, they support uh, almost 69 schools in, in Hamilton. Um, sorry, 69 schools, 63 elementary and six high schools. Uh, and they send out almost 1,300 packages to youth. So that's almost 1,300 youth that need uh, healthy food packages for the weekend. Um, they, uh, what happened was uh, they were finding that kids were going from Friday morning, a breakfast program at school, to Monday morning without eating. Oh, my God. Uh, and, this, and this fills uh, an incredible need that we, we just didn't know about. Uh, and the, the list keeps growing um, for, for kids in need. So th- this is why this fundraiser and uh, this type of promotion is so important. Well, kudos to the Hamilton Professional Firefighters Association for helping out. And hashtag eat a beat. Uh, we will tag some of our friends and challenge them to eat beets. And we ask that they do the same. And you keep challenging people. This thing catches on. And a ton of uh, money and awareness raised for Food for Kids Hamilton as a result. Hashtag eat a beat. Brad, thank you. Thank you both. I appreciate it. No problem. Jim, you done your beat? I got about one third of it done. Mm. Okay, this is my last bite, so let's move on. Taz and Jim Cash Vault. Hold on, that was a big, that was a big chunk of beat. <laughs> I need a paper towel. Taz and Jim's win a divorce. Well, it's Valentine's Day. It's about time I divorced you. And we're learning from the entries that we've received throughout the week that people are uh, they're breaking up their marriages for a number of different reasons. Sometimes it's it's simple, like this one right here, Jim. This is straight to the point. The douche had five affairs. Now he's telling the world his poor me stories on YouTube. Please help me get my divorce. I wonder what his angle is. She's a sex addict or what is it? (laughs) Oh, poor me. (laughs) Oh, my wife's leaving me. All I did was have five affairs. I I thought I would stop at half a dozen. Turn around. You ready? Buckle your seatbelts for this one. Here we go. This uh, This is a story. Hey, Taz and Jim, I'll give you the short version. Around October 2020, my wife decided to comment that she considers herself a bisexual. So obviously I capitalized on that and suggested (laughs) that we explore together. 
I don't know how obvious it is. It's pretty obvious. It's what, obviously, I did what anyone would do, and I suggested that we, uh, we, we have a menage a trois. Okay, story continues. Things were going fairly well, looking for someone to join us as a truple. I found us a woman that was interested in such an arrangement. We invited her over many times. Every time we ended up getting ghosted by, uh, the, for the plans by a pile of excuses. Finally, we sort of gave up trying. But it turns out she and my wife were actually having their own private conversation. And at the beginning of January, my wife decided she's actually gay and she's leaving me for the woman I introduced her to. Oh, no. That she's never even actually met in person yet. Oh, my. So this is all during the pandemic. Some good texts. Yeah. The worst part is, is we used to secretly call out a friend of mine as Ross Geller (laughs) because he's had three divorces. But it turns out that I've been the Ross the whole time. He's Russ. It's Ross and Russ. Ross and Russ. There you oh go. Oh my God. You know, that is, that's what I like to call dancing with the devil. Yeah. It's exciting. You know, it's dangerous, but you're probably going to get burned. Yeah. Playing with fire for sure. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. It's just not. Threesome, I think, is a good idea with two people that you may never see again. Two that's other people. Best case right? scenario for sure. <laughs> but if you're inviting someone else into the relationship, I don't know. Maybe you can make it work. Every relationship's different, but to me, it would be the beginning of the end. Yeah, not necessarily, you know, the wife leaving with the woman. The man could fall in love, you know, it could, anything, so many things could happen. If you're going to wrap it up anyways, you might as well go out with a couple bangs. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, really, like there's a guy there's, who got cheated on. There's worse ways yeah. for a relationship to end. Sure. But this guy didn't even get his threesome. Oh out yeah, of he it. didn't even he get didn't there. Even get oh, the threesome. That's terrible. That's uh, his. You know, instead of just trying to be supportive, he got selfish. He got greedy, and tried to arrange this uh, this encounter. And now he's paying the price for it. So close. So close. <laughs> Let's find this guy not only money for his divorce, but also a real threesome. He's been through a lot. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts and we'll keep talking.